<laughs> we haven't even started drinking yet today. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to Scrutiny with Sherry and Andy. I'm Andy Vargo, and this is my bestie, Sherry Hardman. And I always get the direction wrong. And we are going to talk to you today about all things in the world with our own special twist of scrutiny. Well, not all things today, all things over time, but some things. Some things. Some yeah. So, how are you? I'm feeling much better. Good. Good. I had uh I got the, I got the I got the covid. I'm so sorry. So yeah, Monday was the Monday was the day that I really just felt like garbage. Yeah. I had a temp of 103.3, so I was sick. Yeah, um but today me. I'm kind of at the point now where uh, I got a little lingering um I can hear it in my own voice. I don't know if you can hear it. Kind of a scratchy throat. Yeah. yeah. I can hear it a little bit, and I swear that raspy voice is sexy, Sherry. Mm -mm. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing today is that, and this has been, I don't know about anyone else that's had COVID, I'm hungry all the time, and nothing sounds good to eat. Mm. So you get hungry to the point, I get hungry to the point where I feel like I'm going to vomit, and wow. then I like try to find something to eat and everything like me. Oh, oh wow. That's been kind of not fun. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was about to say I can relate to that whole idea of like being hungry all the time, but not like knowing what I want to eat, like nothing really sounds good, but not to the point where I want to, you know, gag or anything. Yeah. Well, oh well. well. So Dave's like, what sounds good for dinner? And I said, everything. I know I said nothing and everything. <laughs> Just put something in front of me. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's like an old man. It was 3.30. He starts, what do you oh. want to do for dinner? It's like... We don't need to eat right now. So. Yeah, usually with me, it's like 7.30 or 8, and I'm like, what well, What should I have done for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> I got to come up Let's with something. Not, there is one nice thing about being single. It's like you can eat a bowl of cereal and nobody cares or whatever yeah. your weird Seriously. dinner ritual is, you know? Yeah, that's honestly like I don't have to impress anybody. I can just the, – the problem is if I ever end up having somebody like – like if the kids come over, I have to go get food before I know they're coming over. Like if anybody's going to be here, I don't have stuff. To oh, stuff. right. Yeah, they're right. usually, um, but I'm close enough to enough places that I can say, let's walk across the street or whatever. Mm -hmm. And living in a studio, it's not like I'm entertaining really ever. So. Right. So uh, Sherry, what do you want to talk about today? Well, let's talk about what we have coming up. Yes, let's do that. What do you have coming up? Uh, Friday the 21st, I'll be at Rainier Growlers. Okay, that in Puyallup. That's Puyallup. Nice. Mm, I want to say, I think it starts at 7. Might be 8, but I kind of think it's 7. So it's 7 or 8, so you better want to check that. I'm sure on my page, you know, you'll be able to find it. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm excited about that. That's going to be kind of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I've really missed stand-up. You know, this week... My plan was because I'm booking more shows now mm. was that I was just going to go to every open mic and mostly just watch everybody else and oh, see nice. like who I thought, you know, was kind of up and coming and I haven't been yeah, able to get out. That's a nice thing with open mics. There's always new talent coming in or people that you maybe haven't seen for a while. And then all of a sudden you see them in a, in a different. Right. And that's what I thought. Cause like when I um, posted that I was looking for people for shows, it was like 80% of the people I'd never heard of. Oh, wow. So um, I don't know if they're just new or from Mars or what. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but I figured that means there's a new influx of people. And it's not necessarily those people I want to look at. But it's like, okay, then that means that that bottom level, for lack of a better term, has moved up now. So let's look at them again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah because you hate to... Um remember whether you think someone is funny based on how you judge them 
a year in the beginning and a half right, ago and, right. and that might they might have only been six months or a year into it and everyone's had time to hone their skills more yeah. so i would you know i kind of miss going out and, and doing shows and stuff and then of course on the 24th yes uh, we have unmentionables at odd otter it's gonna be a fun show that's always a blast you've got a good lineup for that show too i know and i was like it feels weird that you're not on it this time <laughs> but i'm like if i put you on it every time you're gonna know it as well as i do and right yeah you know so yeah, the yeah. element of so the element Most people of are gonna want to see someone else other than me like i know well not necessarily but the element of surprise is a good oh, right is a good part of that yeah. so you know maybe every other time it'll be andy so i'll, I'll look forward to being on it again when it makes sense yeah well and i'm excited because we have a uh, brandon valentine mm -hmm. and yeah we, we love, love him and then uh uh karina lee allen yeah and i adore her she's hilarious feisty uh feisty woman and um and narn van narn van yeah which i mean that we've worked nice. with narn van so much over the I'm years i'm actually really looking forward to seeing narn on this show because I don't see him get interrupted very much in his set. Right. And so that'll be fun to see how how he works I know. off of that. I know. Do you think we can embarrass Naren or not? <laughs> I don't and know. Uh, then, of course, we have Jason Stewart. And I yeah. know Jason Stewart will be game to play the uh, to play the game, even yeah. though he's the headliner, he doesn't have to. But uh, he's it a fun like a, guy. Yeah, because remember the last time you headlined and people were like, spin the wheel spin the wheel right and, and it did make it kind of fun yeah so yeah we're we're getting that uh show down to a to a sign i haven't you know we're perfecting it that's what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. I love um, fun show i know you i know have, you too uh, i know you've got some private stuff going on I do next week, Wednesday and Friday, I have two different private gigs. And so that's two in uh, one week. Yeah, I know two in a week. I had one earlier this week. And so that's good to have that kind of behind me. And so the next two are in person and getting back to normal, you know, as much as we seem to be. Right. So I, I am hoping that there aren't any glitches where COVID messes that up. But um, oh, Maria and Thomas say hi. Hi, hey. Hi. Friends miss, miss seeing you guys. When are you guys coming out this way? Yeah, they got to come up here and hang out. Yeah. Thomas has been Put up them on a show. Time, so, yeah. Got to get them on the unmentionable. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you, but I saw Oh, no, it's good to see them here. Hello, hello. Uh, yeah, so, so that's next week. And then after that, I uh, am going to start signing up for open mics and getting back on the comedy circuit a little bit more. So. Don't you think I look really good for someone who was just sick? You look good. You sound I'm, good. I'm like, I'm like um, I don't even hardly look sick. I mean, you bounced back quick. I was, I was picturing that for you. I was expecting you to just get back to 100% right away. And so I'm glad to see that I have healed you. But no, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy that it was, it wasn't, it could have been worse, yeah. could have been worse. I also like, I made, um, the, you know, this show is not until February, but, and he, you know, the reason why I made the, I'm, I made a promo, a little commercial. Yeah. It was because, hmm, how do I say this without bringing a whole nother story into it? Andy teased me because I didn't put him on the poster. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> or show I'm on. Yeah, so then, but then I tried to, the poster is a template, and I paid for it, and it's beautiful. It is beautiful. I do like but that. Then, but then when I tried to put you guys' faces on it, it just, there's no way, it looks awkward. Yeah. Sometimes those templates are, they're great for what you have, but if you try to adjust the template, it's like it was made by a designer, and they made it beautiful. Right, right, and, right. And so yeah. I felt like, not like putting your faces on is going to taint it, but it just doesn't look right. So right. I thought, well, why don't we make a commercial instead? I Let's like just that. make a commercial. So I'm going to play it. Okay, please do, because I'm excited we'll about the show coming up. Yeah, this will be fun. So enjoy a commercial for a show coming up in February. And I'm going to share my screen. Oh, you are? Yeah, well, that's, I got to play it. Okay. First, I'll find it. 
Here comes Sherry's commercial. Can you see this? What What are we supposed to see? Uh, I'm just messing with you. Yes, we can see it. I hate you. So. <laughs> All right. my picture came up you said go away what oh like no that square came up didn't you I see that? that yes that nice i love that that's gonna be that beautiful flyer excellent promo video music's a nice touch and a great mix of comedians that's gonna be a fun show yeah i think it is gonna be a fun show it'll be our first ones at nate's so I'm excited. Steve Hammond is here. Hey, Steve. Hello, hello. Yeah, if you were not, if you didn't catch that, this show is February 13th, which is Sunday night at 8 o'clock at Nate Jackson's Super Funny Comedy Club over on 84th and Hosmer here in the Palm area. Get your tickets now. Bring your friends. It's going to be a fun show. It is. So are we so, done with all that kind of stuff? I'm done with all that. You want to talk about something? Um. Yeah, but what I'm going to do, okay, like I said, I've been reading a book called How to Make People Like You in 90 Seconds or Less. Like I oh. like first. Yeah, I don't think it took me 90, I think it took me about 90 seconds to make my kids. You're such a dork. But here's the funny oh, thing. How to Make People Like You. Here's the funny thing, no offense to this guy, but. Yeah. He doesn't look that likable to me, so I think it's kind of funny. But anyway, <laughs> I used to keep this book in the bathroom when I was reading it because that's what I do. Uh -huh. And it embarrassed my husband because he didn't like the thought that I, he felt like it was, it's manipulative to try and make people like you. Mm. Like that's back when I was doing like, you know, direct sales. So... I get that, but it's really about learning to read body language and uh, paying attention to things that people say. Yeah, and you know, I think it's it's one thing to say you're you're learning to make people like you, but really, what you're doing is you're learning to appreciate the other person, and and that is, you know, if you're showing appreciation for them and paying attention to them, that's what makes them like you. Right. And, Sure, that might be your motivation is that you want people to like you but it's really teaching you how to pay attention and be a kind of a better friend a better a better partner with people well, are... well people like you when they feel good when they're around you yeah and and that's a so but there's one little exercise and i'm and i'm really i'm not even going to tell you why i'm doing this until next week okay okay but this is to help me learn you learn you better so that when I really talk about this next week, um, I will have this so that I can kind of watch something this week. But what I'm just gonna ask you is, uh, how do you feel about the place where you live? Like, do you like it? What do. do you like about it? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like it. I, I um the geographically I love the location that I live in the the actual studio I I love being here in this space I down the road would like to have a little bit more space because it's a little there's some smallness to it which makes a couple challenges but uh, for where I'm at right now in life and for what I need it's perfect for me what are things that you like about it I mean besides the location um, I like that it's very simple and I don't have a lot to manage or take care of and that uh, it's an older building. I kind of like the character that it has. 
And the character like uh in what way? Hardwood floors and a brick building and um I live above a I love a I live above a business, so there's nobody below me. So I don't have to worry if I like drop something in the middle of the night or make noise. And the neighbors are pretty pretty chill. They keep themselves, but they're friendly when I see them. I haven't had any issues there. Uh, and there's lots of windows and lots of light. I like that I can look out the window and kind of see what's going on in the neighborhood. And right now see kind of a sunny blue sky day. I was gonna ask you about the neighborhood. Yeah, it's pretty, you know, like it's, it's close to downtown. So it's, you know, you get a little, you know, I, I walk outside, I still see homeless people and I still, you know, it's city life, but it's not, uh, I never, I don't feel in danger and I, I haven't had any problems so far with, you know, people breaking into my car or anything. I know that can be a thing in the city. And I, I know it's inevitable at some point that will happen. It's happened in my life before, but just, it's not like every single day I have to worry about it. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to leave that at that. Um, Lots of storage. We're going to do a little bit more tomorrow. I mean, next week. Okay. And then that, that will make sense why I asked you those questions, maybe. So if you're watching now, you have to watch next week's episode. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, I read an article, and it was uh, how to instantly click with everyone you meet. Yeah. And so it was kind of like the beginning for the book. I mean, they're not related, but it, they're kind of like, this is like the baby kindergarten version of the book, you know? Yeah, I remember you were starting to read that a couple of weeks ago and then uh, decided to do a little deeper dive here for this topic. Right, right. And It's really about, I, I, I really need to do a deeper dive. I, can't, I really feel like I can't do this justice without going fully into it. But there's one thing that I read today that I did want to share with you. Okay. Um, it was talking about, uh, you know how like when you, meet, when you meet people and you're talking about people, and like say you and I are talking about people at the comedy club and we say, are you, hey, remember so-and-so? Mm -hmm. I just pick a name, you know, yeah. and then uh, what you describe them by, like okay. if you use really colorful language, like, oh, you know, he was the guy with the flaming red hair and the whatever, you know, yeah. like the more descriptive you are, uh, and it builds these mental images that help people remember okay. who they are, right? And so they were saying to have like a trademark or something about yourself that really stands out mm, okay. is actually really helpful. And it's funny because I thought, here you and I are in this business that we do. You with the handlebar mustache and me with the red glasses. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, that's so true. We instinctively, I guess, knew that, you know, uh, or yeah. at least we're, we're doing something right. So mm -hmm. we do have something about it. Now, maybe people don't describe me as the lady with the red glasses, but... Um, I know they remember them and they comment on them all the time, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a trademark thing for you. That's kind of funny though. So um <laughs> uh you had red glasses. Well, the glasses I had before this were red. So it's been a while. I had purple and I had green for a while, but the red, I get so many compliments, and I just really do think it does me justice. So yeah, you look the they're probably going to stay red for a while until i'm just sick of it you know yeah um oh I'll, I'll tell you the one other thing that i really wanted to bring up about this okay you and know it's stuck there's I, these there's some exercises i think you and i should do together okay I don't think we can do them like over, but I think at some point when we get together, there's one that's talking about um, firing energy at each other. Oh, okay. And then um, once you get really good at it, like I should be able to tell 
what kind of energy you've just fired at me. Oh, wow. Like if you really get in sync. This is and uh, is this book, are you in the Kama Sutra section? But, but the one thing that, um, yeah. Yeah. So you can give, so if I'm understanding that right, you're giving your energy to your friend in a way where you're sending positive or negative, like you can choose the energy. Right. And I mean, I guess what I was starting to say, and then I got lost is that, um, the first thing really that, and this is just like a thing that maybe you and I can work on this week is maybe, oh, I'll, I'll be around people. Monday, I'll be able to go back to work. So um, is directing, you, you're supposed to point your heart towards their heart. Oh, okay. Wow. So like, if you're trying to like be open, have open body posture and like connect with someone, just think about your heart's being in sync. So point your heart, like, I mean, I don't mean like, I'm not going to go stick my boobs up in somebody's chest, you know, but just make sure that when you're aligned that way, that your heart is directed towards their heart. And let's just try that. Okay. And see like, if we notice any. Hmm. It's interesting. Any I read a book about body language and it was talking a lot about how to read people in meetings and things. And to a lot of people think that something like this is, um, it means you're you're uncomfortable that you are uncomfortable or mad or whatever. But a lot of times you could just be something like that to be comfortable. And one of the things they were talking about was you have to watch for the shift in body language. Like if if you're sitting like this and then something is said and someone goes like that, well, that even though this looks more relaxed, what was just said might be something that made someone feel uncomfortable. Right. Will shift. But one of the things that they also said in that book was that the front of our body. And with mammals, this is where all of our most sensitive organs are. So our, our natural animal instinct is to, to cover that space. So whenever people don't feel uncomfortable, it is natural to like, they talk about for, for a man to adjust his tie or to, you know, do something where you kind of cover this space. And so when you talk about lining up your hearts and actually putting your most sensitive piece of your body forward, that's that makes you much more open and receptive to somebody right right so that's really like my goal for the week i, I think i'm just gonna go we're just gonna go through this book a little bit at a time okay so let's start with that first we're just gonna like uh open and point our heart it helps it's gonna help us connect with other people more like a care bear now like sending out the the good vibes well because you know it's a, like if people like you they're going to be more disposed to give you their time and their effort. Mm. So it's worth it to try. And I think we're both, we're both pretty likable, you know, um, but we can always get more likable. Right. Well, and it's also being aware of, I think sometimes the biggest challenges are when, when you, when you have someone where you don't have natural rapport to, it's easy to kind of put up a fence and a boundary. And so that's almost a bigger challenge to then say, okay, this, I have a struggle with this person, or we've had maybe an awkward incident that we both, maybe it was a misunderstanding or something, but we need to move past it because it still makes it weird when we get together. And so those can be some of the most important times to use some of this. Huh. It makes me think of something specifically in my life. Oh, okay. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Maybe. There's somebody that I owe, that I, that I, I can truly, think of something that I'm pretty sure you're talking about. That I truly, I adore this person, but uh, every time we have an encounter, it's awkward in some way. And yeah. I don't know how to not have it be that way. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't matter if we're speaking on the computer or in person, it's always that way. Mm. And yeah. I personally think, uh, I don't know what their sign is, but I think it has to do with that. But we'll see. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, they said that the average person only has like a 30-second attention span. Wow. Um, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. So, like they said, um, so after I say this, the sentence I'm saying that I want you to, to look away and fix your attention on something that isn't moving. 
A great piece of art doesn't count, so just something boring. Now keep your eyes on the object for 30 seconds. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna time 30 seconds. This is a great use of airspace, isn't it? We're gonna have 30 seconds of dead I'm air. Do, I'm gonna do 30 seconds and then you're gonna tell me at what point. Um, you don't don't tell me while we're doing it, but how long it took for you to start feeling like, oh my God, my eyes are glazing over. Like, what is this thing called? It's called a clock that I'm looking for. Okay. All right. Are you going to say a sentence? Uh, I will say go. That will be my sentence. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I should talk while you're doing it or not, but okay, go. Oh, you just look at something. And you only have to pay attention to it for 30 seconds, so it's not that long. I mean, I think anybody tuning in right now would just love to watch you staring at something for 30 seconds. Or do I wait and tell you about what? Okay, 30 seconds is up. Okay, it was hard to concentrate on nothing for 30 seconds, wasn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. So when did your mind wander off, like right away? I would say within five or 10 seconds. Same here, yeah. So my mind starts um, telling, well, what I was doing was like within a few seconds, I started telling myself a story about the thing I'm staring at. Uh-huh. I was just looking at the the top of my desk and it has it's oak has wood grain in it so I start like painting a picture of like well what if the wood grain is like a landscape or you know right down there. like in my head I start filling in details on this plain boring thing I'm looking at right so there's a lot to capturing people's attention I guess yeah. is my point so I'm going to shut up because I've done not done this book justice. I will do better next week. Let's call that a COVID. That was a COVID version of that book because I've been sick. Um, oh. But it's all about body language, synchronizing your behavior, and making warm, meaningful connections. Next week, I'm going to have a quiz. I'm going to see if I can get everybody that's watching to do the quiz because you will have an instant result after the quiz. Okay. That will okay. tell you something about yourself. But what's the point? I, yeah. What's I didn't want to get into that. Like you? I don't want to tell you the point because that might oh. influence how you answer the questions. I see. Okay. They're pretty savvy. You'll figure it out while you're taking it, though. Okay. No, but not about the quiz, though. But why, why do we want people to like us? Because people are more likely to do stuff for you when you and be more likely to cooperate with you if they like us. And get more help when you need it. Right. Okay. And you can make other people feel good in their lives because if people like you, they they feel good when they're around you. Yeah. I would sometimes like to make some people like me less. I know. And, and not to be a jerk about things, but you know how sometimes um, sometimes you want to just create a little more space and boundaries. And, that, and it's, I guess that's more what it is for me is sometimes just needing to be a little better with boundaries where it's like, it, and it doesn't necessarily mean I don't like the person, just I might not have the space for as much energy as they are wanting me to fill in their day. Right, I, and, I, and I think it is energy because I noticed that when I was sick, you know, mm -hmm. people were wanting to help me, but just asking me, like, can I help you? What do you need? What do you want? Like, that was too much for me. Yeah. You know, just like, oh, just, I don't need anything. Just never mind. Because that was really like an energy suck. Yeah, I noticed that. Because, um, you know, I work in a brewery and I have people come in and, and sometimes flat out ask for advice because they know me and they're, they're like, they know that's what I do for a living. So um so sometimes they're just like hey what do you think of this situation or whatever and sometimes it just turns into the, a conversation like that but um sometimes people will just plant themselves there and that's like they just need to take a lot of energy from you and I've had that happen a couple of times lately where it's like I just I'm I'm stuck here cap as a you know can't as leave a audience. 
right you dump your your junk on me from your day and and no matter what you try to help somebody through i you know i'm always fine being like hey this is here's my thought on it but sometimes people just keep like i think you use the word energy vampire mm -hmm. or, like, i just you no matter how much you give or try to help the the like the vacuum doesn't get turned off it just wants to suck the life out of you it's like okay at some point I've told you what I would do. I can't, I can't help you anymore, but. Yeah. And I, you know, oftentimes, I mean, most of the time, those people are not trying to do that, but that's their yeah. natural state. And it's not up to us to try to fix their lives for them. You know? Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm happy to help. I'm happy to give perspective or ideas, but short of me, like, you know, clocking out and going to fix your problem for you. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, too, the solution is different. Like people ask me all the time what they should do. And I can't tell you what you should do for your life. I can give you, uh, I, I, you know, I'm really good at asking questions that help us think about, well, what could come out of what you're thinking about doing? And is that what you want to come out of it? So that we can say, well, if I think this is the course I want to take, well, have we considered where that course could lead us? And then we might find out, oh, that might not be the best thing. Or what if we took a different course and sometimes that opens up other ideas so i'm you know I, I and i'm totally fine sometimes saying well in my life this is what i've learned because this is what i've found and from that i found this is what i need for myself which means i would have to take this course of action but if your needs are different then taking the course of action i would take is not going to help you uh, right. but this end goal sounds good to you then maybe do it this way well, I think from now on, when people start, except for me, when people start asking you stuff like that, you should uh, start filling out like a little invoice, you know? <laughs> I should. Well, this is how much it costs for that, you know? Yes, these solutions are, are for this price. <laughs> might. That would be fun. I have a shirt that Laura got me, and I've worn it a couple of times. I love it. It says, I'm billing you for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. But I, I can't wear it on days when uh, I'm actually seeing a client because then it right. feels good. Right, right. So what did you want to talk about today? Um, I wanted to talk about knowing what you want. And I, I had this experience the other day and it was one of those, and I, I wrote one of my little blurbs on Facebook about sometimes you know what you want and you're afraid to go for it uh, because I kind of had that realization and, and it was those th those thoughts that I share are always spur of the moment like there's something popped into my head and I just wrote out very raw what I was thinking but I uh, I got a friend request from somebody and then I I accepted the request well then what happened was you know immediately the other friend requests that pops up are then people that they like it changes your mix a little bit and one of the first people who popped up was somebody I had a crush on and, um, and I wasn't going to send them a friend request because I didn't want to like go down that road necessarily. I don't know them in a way that would make it appropriate necessarily to send a, a friend request to them. Uh, but I had that thought of, you know, I was like, damn it. Like in this particular case, I knew that was something that I wanted, but there was a, a reason I wasn't going to pursue it. And, and I've run into that a lot of times. Like, <laughs> better about it in other aspects of my life where in the past there are things that I knew I wanted um, business I knew I wanted to ask for customers I wanted like I want to grow my business I want certain things and I've I've always hesitated to take the step to ask for what I what I want um, and and now I've got to start applying that to other areas of my life but I just think a lot of times we don't pursue what we want, even though we know we want it. And we tell ourselves it's because we don't really know what it is that we desire. But typically we're making an excuse because we either don't feel worthy enough or we're afraid to ask for it because we're afraid of rejection. Uh, or because, uh, you know, a lot of times we're afraid of success because once we have what we, what we desire, we then, you know, the game is over. So once you get it, now you're missing that game of pursuing it. And that's one thing that I think a lot of us don't give enough credit to. So that's, that's my thoughts. I don't know. 
what advice you have to solve my problems in life with that. Well, it reminds me, and I know we've talked about this before, but so many, um, especially like, I, this is where I've heard it from comedians mm -hmm. that are big and famous now. And when they talk about their open mic days, they were like, those were the best days. Yeah. So their whole career, they had worked toward this certain thing. But once they got there, they realized that the journey was the best part. Yeah. And so um, I think that's probably true for a lot of things not just comedy but that's why i've really tr realized just this year in doing like my new year's resolutions and goals and stuff that mm -hmm. i really want to start enjoying the journey along the way like even if you know like say you, there's a guy you want to date uh enjoy the the one time that he comes in and flirts with you and then leaves right. Think yeah. about, you know, the little smile that you exchanged across the room. Like, enjoy that on the way to whatever it's going to become, you yeah. know. Good, a good perspective. Um, yeah, one of the things, it, it is, it's a good point about, like, enjoying the journey. When I uh, was talking with my psychologist on Monday about something, uh, something a little more related to my business but it was about how um you know you i'm pursuing this and i have this goal of where i want it to be but i have this frustration a lot of times of what things what you want to get out of things and and, and we were talking about the fact that like for me i have to enjoy when i'm writing the blog because it's the writing of it that has given me the fulfillment regardless of if i get 100 more followers or new clients out of it mm -hmm. like it, I need to still enjoy doing the thing. Otherwise, once I have all the clients, I'll, I'll just hate what I'm doing because then it's like, well, the only reason I did it was to get the clients, but I have to be doing it because I love the process. Right, right. Writing. And that's basically, I like I, that's similar to what you're saying, where you just enjoy the process, enjoy the journey at whatever stage you're in. Right. And for some reason, this makes me think of Bob Saget. And I really yeah. did want to stop and take a moment and talk about Bob Saget. Of course, um, you know, we're all sad when Betty White died, but we all knew that was coming, you know? Right. Yeah. 99 years old, she lived a long, full life. But uh, so many of us were shocked with the passing of Bob Saget. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have a Saget story, except that I took Andrew to see him at Snoqualmie Casino, and I knew he was dirty, and uh, Andrew's used to my mouth, so, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I'm, the story is not that I'm telling that we were shocked by how dirty he was. No, we knew because we had seen the movie, The Aristocrat. So, <laughs> if you see that movie, you know how dirty Saget could be. But I do remember that somebody was there from Enumclaw, and when it was brought up that someone was from Enumclaw and the audience started laughing, he wanted to know what was this about Enumclaw. Oh, and yeah. so somebody told him the story about the guy who had sex with the horse, the guy that died having sex with a horse in Enumclaw. And so the whole rest of the night, he kept bringing up that horse. It was, but it was so funny. <laughs> it was so, so funny. And so... Last night, I've been watching some of his roast, his roast on Comedy Central, and uh, last night I watched an episode of his, um, blog, uh, what's this thing where a podcast? Oh, uh-huh. And it was uh, really nice to see him just as a person having a conversation, and it really, like, broke my heart all over again, so... Uh, you know, I kind of wondered, like, what his journey had really been like. And so I'm going to read his book because uh, I really admired him a lot as a stand-up comedian and just as a person. And I really heard from everyone that I have read that he was just a genuinely nice, good, sweet, helpful person. And nobody had anything bad to say about him. So... Yeah, that that makes a huge difference when you yeah. when you hear that about someone that has success, has a lot of fame, and then you hear that there are just story after story of them being 
you know, humble, kind, nice, whatever, like that's, mm -hmm. yeah, raises their respect in my book so much. Yeah. So rest in peace, Bob Saget. Yeah. I don't really have any Bob Saget stories other than I've always kind of used him as an example when I tell people like, I'm like, yeah, you know, like I have one persona when I do speaking and motivational speaking and then all of a sudden I do comedy and it's super dirty. And um, I've said that all the time. I said, if you just picture Bob Saget, that's how I've pictured myself a lot. Like he was right. on House and America's Funniest Videos, like these super wholesome shows. And then his stand-up is way over here. And I was like, really? That's just, you know, the first time I heard that about it, I was like, this is not what I expected. Uh -huh. um, not that there's anything wrong with that. That's it's entertainment and it's right. uh, have both, but he was able to pull it off. So yeah. that was weird. All of a sudden my page was on uh, watching us. And then all of a sudden it just went to something else. Like they decided they were done with us, but I saw that my dad was here. So I want to say hi, dad, if you're still watching. Um, yeah. Everybody's just checking in to see if I'm still breathing and alive. Which, and you, you yeah. look gorgeous. You sound great. You've got your humor back. Yeah. Now we're just we're now we're just trying. We've been having to stay away from Andrew all week, which is really hard because we're you know hey, being his caretaker. He's got to have medicine and stuff like that. So we got to mask up and glove up and take care of him as much as we can, and then yeah, and then move away. Yeah, talk to him from the other end of the house. So. I've been worried about him and I I didn't want to jinx it by saying anything and it's just like uh, yeah I think he might I think he might make it through without getting it so we'll see I hope so yeah and hopefully for all anybody who's getting it right now I've heard of a lot of people having it be very mild or or, or crappy for a couple of days but then moving on and I hope that that's yeah anybody that has to get it I hope that's what it stays with have you watched anything good on tv lately no, I've been watching some old episodes of Mrs. Maisel again because they're... Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I bet you didn't. Did you know that 30% of my of comedians die from cord-related accidents? <laughs> oh, it's funny. When Andy watches Mrs. Maisel, <laughs> then all of a sudden he starts sending me these cryptic texts about characters in Mrs. Maisel. You know, and at first, when he was first doing this, I didn't catch on at all. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? So now, okay. if I don't know what he's talking about, I usually figure it's Mrs. Maisel. So <laughs> I'll be like, did you see Midges headlining that show? And she's like, what? Who's that? I don't even know who they are. Yeah. Uh, Steve says he misses some Andrew. Everybody misses Andrew. Yes. I did a, I did a live the other day, and then... Uh, Andrew came into the picture. Andrew's we got Andrew's butt in it, and then Andrew joked around a little bit. That was cute. Oh, I missed that. Uh, I have been watching a show called Midnight Mass. You want to talk about this? About that, yeah. What's going on there? Oh my god! So I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't watched. Yeah, you won't watch it. It's not your. Uh, they live. <laughs> they live on an island. Okay, they live on an island. Uh, there's a Catholic church. There's a priest. They do midnight mass. Isn't it kind of a horror movie or a suspense? Yeah, thing? yeah. Thought and so it's and, and but the twists are like crazy. Like you know, like when you're watching something and you think someone's the main character, so you figure they're not gonna. Nothing's no. You don't have that luxury with this. Just like. No one's safe. Things huh? come flying out of nowhere, and people that you think are going to live are going to die, and it's like, oh my god. I got one episode left, and I'm just letting it sit there because, <laughs> you know, because then when it's over, it's over, so. Yes. I, I have done that where I purposely watch things slower, do, like, I'll, I'll wait to finish a book or something, because then it's, it's like you get more out of it if you can kind of think about it during the day. Like, I remember when shows came out once a week and you couldn't watch the next episode for right. a week and then you would really have to watch that recap of what just happened and, and I, I think there's something to be said for watching things both ways mm -hmm. because for myself and other old people I know 
Like I'll watch a show and then like it comes to the next season. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything about it. And then I have to go watch it again. Right. You yeah. Know, the and previous why, season. Yeah. And that's like with Mrs. Maisel, I kind of had gotten over it by the end of the third season. I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I care where it goes. But I remember some of the early ones were good enough that I enjoyed it. And so I thought I'll watch it again and see if they bring it back mm-hmm. on the next season or not. Maybe if not, I'm not. The other thing I've been watching that I want to talk about, and I don't know if the show's even, like, if they're even making new episodes of it, but I even got, like, some channel on my Roku just so I could watch it. Um, What's it called? I Survived. Oh. Ever watch I Survived? This is the one where, like, people survive all sorts of different things, but then it tells their story. Uh Uh-huh, and there's, like, usually three different people. I've and never they tell it a couple minutes at a time. I've never watched it, but I've I think you or other people have told uh, me it's so good because you usually have one like crazy rapist story, one guy who like cuts his arm off on some farm machinery, and then one person that got trapped out in the wilderness. Yeah, see, I feel like this wouldn't be good for anxiety. <laughs> like, ugh. Uh, no, but it's so good, and Dave, Dave hates it because it's like he hears all these horrible things, and I'm like, but it's it's a story of up being uplifted because they survived, and they tell about how their character or their personality or their faith, because that's always the last thing they say. I survived because, and then they tell why they think they survived, and I think it's a beautiful story of hope. Oh, all these limbless rape victims. <laughs> you're gonna get canceled (laughs) i know no but it's a good show so okay i I don't know i i just that's just a lot of drama for me i don't know i can get into shows like that sometimes like if they're on i can enjoy but i don't know if i would choose to turn them on like i get it because i do get pulled into stories and i was like oh i want to see what happens or where this Uh goes i don't know that i would choose to start it well, and I think also, like, as a woman, mm-hmm. um, I'm always drawn to, like, those kind of stories because it's like, how did they survive? How did they not get murdered? Yeah. How did how did that one girl that got in Ted Bundy's car, well, how was she able to get back out, you know? So that you know in case something ever happens to you. It would be interesting if there was a full season that was, like... Um... Like if you could have a season or episodes that were specific things like I survived serial killers, I survived natural disasters, you know, mm-hmm. like um, just so you could be like, okay, I could watch the ones that relate to me, you know, right? or that, you know, oh, I'm going to go hiking. I want to watch some I survived cougar attacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know there was one we were watching and it was a bear attack and we're and Dave and I are going like play dead you idiot you know like you yeah imagine. but they yeah. didn't play dead and then finally at the very end they played dead and then they survived uh, apparently my husband is at McDonald's okay Ooh-hoo. better bring me something doesn't sound good but I, I'm gonna want to eat it he's looking for his dinner yeah, it's 4.49. Oh, my God. Uh, I wanted to say one last thing. Yes. But I already, between that and then looking at my phone, I forgot what it was. Oh, was it about I Survived and what you were watching? You were watching I Survived Midnight Mass and you got cut up on Desperate Housewives or Real Housewives or something, didn't you? Oh, no. This is what it was. Reaction videos. Oh. You know how I've been saying that I watch those reaction videos? And it's like people watching music videos. And, you know, oh, it's the first time that they've heard Michael Jackson saying, well, and it's like, I call bullshit on a lot of it, you know. Uh-huh. But other times, like, they're really, like, discovering things from the past that they never knew about before. Mm-hmm. And they say some of the dumbest stuff. So I thought, I'm going to start making reaction videos to reaction videos. Where I'm reacting to them saying stupid shit like, the only thing I ever knew about the Beatles was that picture of them crossing the road. And then I shout out, what an idiot, you know? 
Yeah, and then I'm going to do a reaction video of you reacting to other people's reaction videos, and I'm going to be like, of course she thinks they're an idiot. <laughs> well, I thought so it was funny, enough. and I was actually going to do it, but I have like three different, well, actually four different groups of people that I watch, uh -huh. and then I realized that they were all black, and so now I can't do it. Why not? Because it would not be good to have a show of me, a middle-aged white woman, just yelling at black people. <laughs> maybe not a good idea maybe you could expand your variety on who you watch so that you're not just right so if anybody knows any good white reaction videos point it my way i can call them idiots that's exactly what i want to do so all right i wish that would have played out because that would have been funny to see you innocently not knowing what you were doing i, I still might do it i don't know I don't think race should have anything to do with it. Well, I don't really think it should either, but you know, I mean, I just, I don't want to look like that. I don't want to be a, look like a Karen because I'm certainly not. So. <laughs> All right, Andy, it's been lovely. All right. This has been fun. I look forward to next week. Maybe we'll play a game and we'll learn more about how to we will because we, we will. And, uh, he doesn't know it yet, but hopefully, uh, Jason Stewart, our headliner for the show the following week, can come play the game with us like Nate oh, yeah, played with us last time. Yeah, that'd be fun. So I'm going to send him a, a, an invite to come play with us and we'll figure out what we're going to play. So, all right. Come play with me. Come play with us. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. I will talk to you soon, Andy. All right, see y'all later. Bye. Bye-bye.